U.S. elections are some of the most expensive in the world, with an administration cost of more than $2 billion each year. And yet, with all that money invested, 38% of Americans still lack confidence in election fairness. The truth is, voting systems around the world, not just in the U.S., are drastically outdated, vulnerable, and inefficient. With the system so critical to democracy, it is paramount that we implement better solutions to restore trust in governments around the world. Hello, I am your host, Mike Lake, and today I will be speaking with Tim Gogan about the value of trust in the public and private sectors and how his company, Horizon State, is rebuilding that trust and confidence in both. Innovation. Resiliency. Discovery. Join Mike Lake, President and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello, welcome, Tim. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and once again, of course, I want to welcome all of our viewers and listeners. Um, I'm so excited to introduce you to Tim Gargan, the CEO of Horizon State. Now, this is a company that provides ultra-secure elections and engagement services that, for the first time, allow the public full transparency and oversight of that process. Now, Tim, before we talk about uh, the security of elections and, and the value of trust, uh, tell me, how did you get into this issue and, and introduce yourself to our, our listeners and viewers? Hey, well, firstly, thank you very much for having me, Michael. Um, so I first came along... Um, joined the blockchain space in 2014, a very long time ago, and started uh, working in the space. So I've been a real passionate uh, evangelist for the technology and the many things that it can solve. And uh, one of the huge things I always thought of um, was electronic voting and just the um, level of transparency and trust it could um, allow the public to have with um, our political leaders. And of course, that extends beyond just government, but through to uh, you know corporations, unions, like everyone has to do voting all the time. And it's really important that we're actually able to trust who holds these super important jobs um, and roles that make decisions ultimately that are the most important decisions that we make as a society and, and, and they affect us. So um, that's kind of what drew me down the, the, the voting arch of, of this industry. And now here I, I find myself at the helm of Horizon State, surrounded by a great team who are all looking to achieve the same result, which is uh, free and fair elections and everyone being able to you know, see what's going on um, for themselves. And, you know, well, first of all, thank you again for joining us and, and joining us from Australia. So I know it's yeah. quite quite a few hours ahead. Uh, so I do appreciate that. Um, but uh, I mean, clearly there's been in, in the U.S. alone, there's been a lot of talk uh, over the last year or so um, about the fairness of elections, the security of elections, the trust in, in elections. Um, one of the things that I have said on many occasions is that in today's world, facts are just the details of life, but perception is reality. Um, and the the perception of a unfair uh, election has, as we have seen, some very serious consequences. Tell us a little bit more about what is the state of things in terms of trust or in terms of election security, whether in the U.S. or anywhere in the world. 
Well, you've touched on a, a massive issue and um, to keep my answer very brief, uh, we see like that there is a massive distrust, level of distrust or, or growing distrust um, is a better way to phrase it um, in our government institutions. So many people do not trust what they're told when it comes to anything that the government tells them. So whether that be uh, public sentiment uh, shared by the government that they collected through, say, uh, surveys or polls. Um, so they just kind of just disengage. And the quality of decisions um, that any public or private organisation can make is actually limited by the quality of the information that it collects from the public. So when you get less engagement, it really affects that quality. So ultimately, when governments and corporations make decisions using incomplete information, they actually risk misallocating uh, many millions or even billions of dollars that could have better served uh, the public in a much better way. And when it comes to the, the election point, it's that another huge problem is that um, many people don't have faith that the government can operate elections fairly and independently. And this definitely isn't helped by current election processes having minimal, if any, public oversight. So there's no way to, to know if uh, your vote was lost off the back of a truck, um, if an election a system working in an area that heavily swings to one side politically um, decided to throw out thousands of ballots. Uh, we don't know if illegitimate, illegitimate ballots were accepted uh, or if software errors like those that were widely reported, widely reported in the recent uh, US election affected the final result. So we, we've seen the effect of these uncertainties and distrust uh, as recently as January this year, um, with many Republicans in the United States at the uh, Capitol riots. And we actually saw the same thing uh, with Democrats in the after the election uh, before that in 2016, which they also insisted was stolen from them. So now it kind of appears that trust in the integrity of our elections is at least partially attributable to a person's political leanings and how they align um, with the team that's actually in power. And this is the potential, I think, to alienate around half of the population in many countries around the world and actually indicates that the perception of how secure an election is is actually just as important as how secure it actually is. And that's what we're really trying to solve. And and obviously, at least as, as I know it, the, the main difference between the 2016 and 2020 elections was uh, 2020 was really about the election itself. Um, the 2016 was more about the influence based on uh, outside influence, you know, outside news, fake stories, fake news, et cetera, et cetera. Does, does this level of trust that we're talking about, I mean, it's not just in the system itself, but it's also about all of this that surrounds an election as well. Yep. Is that right? That's exactly right. And so at the moment, we're trying to solve a particular area of that problem, but also the level of information that that, that people have access to um, in, a, in a world full of fake news and um, information that we can't really trust, um, which is actually a, another core um, use case of our technology and what, what we actually try to solve. Um, what we're also trying to do is provide, while we can't control the information that people have access to, we can provide a public ledger because we are a blockchain, Australian blockchain startup, and we can provide people with, with a database where they can be confident that all of the information that's actually been sent to it is, um, is, is legitimate. Everyone that posted information, they like to say a vote. 
um, everyone had the right to put their vote there and it's all done privately and they can at least trust all the information that is there rather than just going on the word of some like unknown power that be that just says this is 70% of you wanted this and and and, and yada yada but yeah that, that is a fair point but I think um, even I think I saw even in Texas only only today there's 500 unheard um, court cases of electoral fraud and impropriety and I think there was a conviction just today from the uh, midterms in, in 2018 and and so it's like it, it's not like a new problem and even in the oh, 2016 election not. even the 2016 election um, and even lead up to the one just before both sides were you know going at it in regards to how fair um, they thought it was going to be and whether the having the other team in power um, meant that they would be able to have like a, a fair result in the end. I remember as far back as 2004, well, 2000, of course, we had the whole disaster with Florida and hanging chads and and that debacle. Um, And then 2004, right after it, we had, uh, you know, the CEO of a of a uh, electronic voting machine say he would do anything in his power to make sure President Bush was reelected, which I mean, just a statement like that causes the public to wonder um, how much they can trust the results of his machines. Oh, yeah. Um, and and it's, that's a, another segue just to say that, you know, it's, this is not just applicable to electoral systems. I mean, this is trust is important no matter what relationship we're talking about, including the not just citizens with government, but also consumers with business. Um, mm. And I think that was the challenge in 2004 is that you had, uh, you know, the electorate um, that was essentially the consumer for a, a, an electronic voting system having distrust in the, the company. So companies could really be using the same type of technology to build trust with their customers. Is that right? Absolutely. Do you so see that much, use case, I mean? Yeah, that's actually one of our primary use cases. And what we really see is that pretty much any organization um, that has more than like one or two people and it has to do some type of vote at some time during the year. So with a large enterprise, for example, they got lots of shareholders, they need to do votes with them, circular resolutions, yearly AGMs, they have employees, they need to do all kinds of surveys on, you know, workplace culture, pay rises, enterprise bargaining agreements with them. Uh, you got unions and stuff like that, but in, in particularly in the in the enterprise use case, what we find is that if you can create a system that increases trust the more frequently that an organization uses it. So if you have secure elections and you regularly regularly engage with the public, they're more likely to trust you. And when you earn more trust from your consumer base, you get more brand loyalty. And that tends to be reflected in your, you know, profitability and, and, and long-term success. Excellent points. So I want to jump into Horizon State because I could keep talking about this challenge for a long time, and I've already probably spent too much time on it. But I do want to hear specifically about Horizon State and what you're doing uh, to combat this problem. Okay, so uh, Horizon State is an Australian blockchain startup, and we've set out to repair the public's growing distrust of government and to restore faith in our election systems. So we do this by helping political and business leaders alike, which we were just speaking about, or in fact, anyone else that needs to host um, an election or survey uh, to commit to openness, transparency, and accountability. And they do that through our secure election and engagement platform. So one of the core things that we understand is that people tend to trust what they can see, uh, see for themselves, rather than just what like some unknown group of people in power 
you know, tell them. And we also know that organizations are much more likely to be accountable when the data that they, they are making decisions from and the actions that they are taking are both being observed by the public, which is the core reason that we employ uh, blockchain technology. Uh, our system itself has been used uh, in the past by the South, South Australian state government uh, for a fisheries council election and also a New Zealand government department for a housing redevelopment project there. Um, there's also been a few political parties, um, councils, etc. Um, but in 2018, the company was recognised by the World Economic Forum as a leading technology pioneer. And at the moment, we're currently undertaking an equity crowdfund that is open to Australian retail investors and to sophisticated investors worldwide that meet their local accredited investor requirements. And we're doing that through a company called Equitize. And by completing that round, that will help us to operationalize the business and commercialize the product that we've built. And that's that's pretty much what Horizon State's about. Well, and walk us through a little bit like that user experience. What does it mean to to have an, a blockchain-based electoral or polling system? Okay, so um, you should probably say what blockchain, <laughs> explain what blockchain is first. But uh, essentially, the way that we get this gain in security and transparency, which lets everyone see what's going on end-to-end, um, which is what actually the, the mechanism that we build public trust is our use of blockchain technology. And, and what a blockchain is, is is it's a um, publicly accessible database that anyone can view from, from any computer that they like or, or web browser, um, and they can verify information on it, and they can be sure that all the information that is there is is trustworthy. That's, that's the core idea. So by putting election data on a blockchain, um, lets the public see that their votes were recorded and counted uh, correctly, um, and that their responses and say surveys or polls were actually taken into account in the formation of public policy and other organizational um, decision making. So basically, if you, if you voted for one candidate and you go look at your vote on the blockchain and it's different, the entire election could be uh, called in, into question. So we kind of offer that sort of additional layer of, of protection and, and also comfortability. Um, but in terms of like the user journey, uh, we've put a lot of effort into making our user interface um, as elegant and easy to use, making it as easy to use as possible. So it's kind of just like any other web application that you or I uh, have been used to using for like the last decade. Um, and what we actually do is we take care of the more technical blockchain processing um, aspects of it. And we do that on behalf of the user in the background. And we think this was, was a really important step to get to get the thing adopted and used by the mainstream because the entire point of um, an internet solution like you know elections polls and surveys is that they're more convenient and more people can take part but if you have this highly technical you know special knowledge required and even if 10 percent of the people can't use it it kind of eliminates the entire point of creating an accessible online system. So basically making it simple is, is was the most important thing. Um, and we put a lot of thought into that user user journey. So yeah, essentially you just come along, cast your vote, just like any other app, and we take care of the rest. And then we provide the the link where the user can can view their vote um, on the blockchain. And there, there's there's a a few other like important probably things to mention, but the main one's probably that we take uh, user privacy really seriously. Uh, we don't collect any metadata on our users. Um, uh, we don't. We require minimal uh, personal information for users to authenticate using our system because 
any system requires a you know some type of KYC or um, authentication of the users to make sure that they are who they say they are and you know that kind of stuff. Um, and we actually we use cryptography to hide the identity of anyone who uses a vote on the blockchain. So when someone casts a vote on the blockchain, it, it doesn't say Tim Goggin voted for George Bush or something. <laughs> it says right. like one two eight nine four B six three, and it's just it just goes on and on and on. And so for every single person that votes we 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 hash their name into a big long string of letters and numbers and what we actually do is we encourage um, customers or organizations to do to do the same thing so basically they will get my name tim goggin they'll turn it into a big string of numbers like 18563 yada yada um, and then when horizon state is given these hashes we then hash them again and then we allow users through the platform and what that actually does is it means that the the user knows who they are because they're given a link to the blockchain and they that they know what their hash code is. But the organization that is hosting the vote has no idea who voted or how they voted. And Horizon State also does not know who voted or how they voted. The only thing that either of us knows is that everyone who did vote was eligible to vote. And, and that's really important from a security perspective because one, it's not very common in our industry. Most of our peers digitally fingerprint and collect all kinds of user information like date of birth, photo ID, photos of their ID, and that kind of stuff. Um, but by having the least amount of information possible, it basically means that there's no honeypot of, of information for someone to try and try and attack and, and gain access to. So we really remove ourselves as a target. So that's a really key feature as well. So uh, clearly you're building that trust and, and uh, uh, confidence in the system. Listen, I, we're already really out of time, but in 10 seconds or so, thinking into the future, 10, 20, 30 years, what does it mean if, if the world and, and democracies around the world, for instance, were using uh, this system? What's the impact? I think the most important impact overall would be that every single person that is in a position of power um, and has has the ability to make decisions that affect everything from what about what you and I do, what laws should be passed or what money should be spent on, they are forced to be much more accountable to the public because any all the information that they are making decisions from is available to you and I. And if they try and mislead us in any way, we can catch them out and we can vote them out at the next election, um, which is which is a really key point. And also we can be we can be sure just by the virtue of the transparency of the system that we can that everyone that does have one of these positions of power is actually entitled to be there fantastic listen tim i want to thank you for your time and, and really thank you and the whole team uh for the work you're doing to to build this trust and confidence in our governments and uh, in our corporations on a global scale it's been a pleasure to have you here today on preview of tomorrow thank you very much michael cheers and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guests today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow 
is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.